everybody, welcome back. It's Dasha, and I'm here with my awesome, awesome husband. Jacob. <laughs> Why are you looking at me like that? I don't know, I guess I was trying to wait to see what you was going to say. I didn't I, know if I was supposed to jump in yet or not. Well, I was trying to think of a different adjective to use other than awesome or handsome. I just feel like I use the same ones over and over and over again. So. I need to buy you a thesaurus. Well, considering that awesome and handsome are not the same word. Yeah, but you can use a thesaurus to find different versions of both of those words, which will open you up that much more. <sighs> anyway, Reading is fundamental. This is tripping over the room, if you haven't figured it out by now. Um, <laughs> um, so I sound a little crazy. I am... <clears throat> because she is crazy. <laughs> I'm fighting bronchitis right now, so you guys work with me. I've been trying to wait it out and record this episode once I've gotten 100%, but I don't see it happening anytime soon, so I'm just going to try it, and hopefully it doesn't sound too bad, but if it does, then I just won't put it out. Just remind me to sanitize the mics after you're done. Whatever. Bronchitis is not contagious. So you say. It's not. I mean, colds are contagious, and I think a lot of times bronchitis is derived from other sicknesses such as the common cold however this is not the case if you say so moving on so today there are no guests there is no topic <laughs> i thought we had a bunch of topics we were going to touch on today yeah we're going blog style so we're just going to touch on a bunch of different things hopefully this turns out better this time than it did last time first things first you gotta stop like shooting yourself down before you even get started <laughs> But that's just kind of, that's how I live my life. But you're, like I, setting up, you're like setting up the podcast with disclaimers. Yes, because if that's I right. no, that's if, right. if I say, I don't know if this is the best thing. So, okay, you know what that does to your listeners? What? They immediately like, oh, this one might not be that good. It might be like that other one that I didn't care for. You're like feeding them that right off the bat instead of letting them make their own you know decision, like their own judgment call about what it was. Okay, well... It's too late now, but I'm just saying, a future reference. <laughs> All right. This is going to be the best episode ever, guys. <laughs> anyway, so what have we been up to lately? Um, I guess I'll work our way backwards. <laughs> um, so we're starting with recent. We're starting with recent and going backwards. Yeah. All right, go. Uh, but lately, I've been on a podcast binge, so I've been listening to a bunch of different podcasts. Just to kind of see what, what else is out there. When we first started this podcast, John had said he saw a void for this. He didn't think that there was anything else like this out there. Uh, you keep saying that. You said he saw a void for this. I don't think that's what I said. I was, My main thing was that like, I thought this would be good <laughs> for you, not necessarily, oh, there's a void for this. Because I know I don't listen to enough. I listen to podcasts, but I don't listen to enough of them to know like, what's out there completely there's a podcast for everything yes there is okay so i don't remember saying like oh there's a void for this specifically anyway i listened to the first episode of our podcast i went back and listened to a bunch of our old episodes too and you did say that so it doesn't matter however what i wanted to say in bringing up my podcast binge was that i went back and listened to our new year's episode to see like what our goal what my resolutions were and if I'm doing them <laughs> failing miserably I am not waking up earlier guys <laughs> <laughs> however I do think that I've been taking a back seat no 
I guess you had already started that, right? Yeah. So that doesn't count. So it doesn't really count. That's what you get for putting them up under that resolution umbrella. I told you. I told you. <laughs> so John was right. Another point for J5. I'm already starting like my new list for 2019, oh, though. Oh, God. <laughs> when are you going to learn? It's going to be patience. When are you going to learn your lesson? Patience in 2019. I could use more of that. What else? So we went to the Big Crit and Sci High concert. Shout out to my cousin for getting us tickets for that. Yeah, that was a dope wedding present. Definitely. One of the best. For sure. I, I definitely like going to live events, so that was a lot of fun. Who was the artist that opened? Um, Childish Major opened. Mm -hmm. And he brought out J.I.B. on a portion of his performance. Yeah. I don't really remember their performances very well. <laughs> well, you got up like in the yeah. middle of Childish Major's performance. Yeah. Because I remember thinking that you were going like, to miss the beginning of the high performance, but you didn't. Were they good? Well, Childish Major. Mm -hmm. um, like, did you go, did you feel like, oh, I want to listen to these, this artist now? Like, you remember when we went to, um, uh, who, who not, not Matt Miller, um, dang, who's concert? Mike Posner. Mike Posner's concert, and the guy who opened for him, his name was, I can't remember, but... I actually started listening. <laughs> I actually started listening to his music afterwards. So, like, did you feel the same way about Childish Major? And well, when I saw that Childish Major was on the concert, I think I went and like listened to a couple songs because I was familiar with the name, but I didn't really know his music. Mm -hmm. And I later realized the reason I was familiar with his name is because he's a producer, and wow. so I've listened to and heard a lot of songs that he's produced, but not listened to his own records or whatever. And so I think his performance was good. As far as the music is concerned, his music didn't particularly make me want to go listen to more, you know. But when he brought out J.I.B., who I had never heard of, and who was actually from Atlanta, from East Atlanta, um, and I think he signed the Dreamville, which is J. Cole's record label, right? Or Click or whatever. Yeah. So when I heard J.I.B. come out, you know, there were people who got excited for that. I guess, some, you know, some of the locals who knew who he was or whatever. I thought his performance was really good, too, and his bars. So I was like, oh, I need to check this guy out, you know. So I do feel like that about him. I think Childish Major's music, although it was good, it wasn't enough to, like, excite me to the point where I'm like, oh, yeah, I got to go listen to that. But shout out to him, too, I mean, because he did a, um, he had a good performance, and he's produced a lot of hit records. So oh, I dig cool. it. I got to find the name of that other artist, and I'll... I'll let y'all know who that was. Uh, I liked his music. You want me to find it for you right quick? You can, yeah. His set was pretty cool. He did like, um, uh, he had a bunch of different instruments on stage. Again, I'm talking about the Mike Posner concert, not so high and Big Crit. But he had a lot of different instruments on the stage and he was like playing them all. So like he was singing a song, he would be on the keyboard. And then when the beat dropped, he would go play the drums, play the beat. And then when... It was time for the guitar to come in. He would go play the guitar. So it was pretty cool. That was one of those moments where I did wish that I did get that on camera, even though I am anti-phones at concerts. <laughs> <laughs> you, were, um, you were very impressed with his musicianship. Yeah, okay. So that's what it was. Yeah. He had some songs I like, too, which John is trying to find. Well, I think the song is called What If... Um, I want to say his name is Adam something. But that's I what I was thinking. Adam's, Adam something. Adam Friedman. Yes. That was him. That's what it was. Yep. But he was a great musician. He played a bunch of the instruments and breakdowns in his own songs, which was really cool. Anything stand out on Big Crit or Sci's performance? Fun fact about the Sci tickets that were gifted to us. So me and John actually bonded over Sci on our first date. Did we? Yes, we Sounds were. Like another one of those Dasha facts. I'm... 
Alternative voucher facts. <laughs> Why don't you remember anything that I remember? <laughs> I'm, I'm joking. I do remember that. Oh, okay, okay. Because I think I remember saying, like, what you know about that or something to that effect. Did it come on your, you were playing it or something? Did I drive or you drove? You drove. We were going to Stone Mountain. Maybe. I don't know. I, I don't remember who was playing the music. I think you were playing the music. Because it seems like you played it and I was like, oh, okay, she know about some sci high or something like that. It could have been me playing it. I really don't remember. But uh, I do remember thinking or being surprised that you were familiar with the artist, though. Yeah. Yeah. So I remember. I'm just missing it. Whatever. Anything stand out, though? Um, I thought they both had great performances. Big Crit, the, the standout about his, I think he seemed really excited and yeah. happy to be there. Yeah. You know, and I don't know if it was Atlanta. I don't know if it was just, you know, that night. He had a good day. I don't know what it was. But he really seemed like he was in the moment mm-hmm. and enjoying it was made for a good show and a good performance. You know, he kind of interacted with the crowd. You know, talked to that. us and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so that, that was cool. He went right into the new album, which was great. He brought out Bun B. Oh, like yeah. My favorite rapper of all yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. I did record that part, y'all. I did. <laughs> so, you know, anytime Bun B come out on stage, it's a plus for me. For real. You I know? mean, you never know when you're going to see Bun B again. So I was like, mm, got to get this one. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that was, I think that was a highlight for his. But I mean, I thought his performance was great. His energy was great. Um, as far as Sci High, I think I was excited um, because I've been following his career for so long. Like, I remember back in the day when Greg Street was playing Sci High Records, like, when he was nobody. Mm-hmm. And he was, like, just this guy from Stone Mountain. You know what I'm saying? But it was, like, I've been following him since then. And so, to finally see him on stage, you know, get a chance to check his concert out was, like, big for me. Yeah. Um, also, he had on the same Adidas soccer pants I like to wear. You know, so I was, like, you know, great minds think alike. Oh, so Sci High shops at Kohl's, too. Cool. I mean, you can get those pants from Amazon. It don't matter where you got them while you're trying to throw shots. <laughs> when last time you bought somebody uh, anywhere? I rest my case. Right. Whatever. While you're trying to bag on Kohl's. That's the only thing I ever bought out of Kohl's. <laughs> anyway. Um, but I like his performance because I like how he started it off. He, he, he had like this moments where it's like he was preaching. You know, and then there was moments where it was more party-like, and then there was moments where he was, like, telling a story, sitting on a stool. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was organized really nicely. Yeah. You know, he had on all white, which I thought was cool, because it, it made it really stand out, you know, and it kind of brought light to me to, like, the message on his album is, like, more of a positive message. Yeah. You know, it's somewhere in between, but it's definitely got a positive light on it, and I think that helped bring that out. Also, it was a big contrast, because Crit was wearing all black. Yeah. I don't know if they planned that out, but it was... It just worked out well. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. I know you were surprised to see how tall Crit was. I was. I was like, wow, he's a lot taller than I thought he was. I don't know. I guess. Yeah. I only see him on album covers, so. Go the ring sliding off her finger, y'all. <laughs> so, oh, he's tall. <laughs> yeah, this is ridiculous. But no, a lot of rappers are really short, so I get why you would be surprised. I've never thought about how tall he may or may not be, to be honest. Yeah. But I mean, when you sit around J Cole, he don't look short, so who we know is really tall. Did we know that? <laughs> I didn't. I don't. You didn't know J. Cole's song? Were I, you not with me? You yeah. was with me that day we saw him, right? Yeah, at, at Cafe Intermezzo, but I never thought about, like, how tall J. Cole is. Oh, yeah, he's tall. Oh. Hmm. You know, he raps about playing basketball and shit all the time. Truly. There's some short ballers. Yeah, like Bow Wow. I recently heard him talking about playing, <laughs> playing basketball against uh, Lamar Ball. Funny story about not Bow Wow. What's, what's the name? LeVar? No, LeVar's a dad. I don't know. Y'all know what I'm talking about. 
Funny story about Bow Wow. Have you seen his Breakfast Club interview? Yeah, that's the interview I'm talking about. Oh, okay. So did you see when they asked him about the Bow Wow challenge and he was like, real players fuck up? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he was always kind of honest about it. Like, he was he? Yeah. I didn't know. Yeah, yeah. He never like denied it. Uh-huh. He just, um, he said he posted a picture for how he was feeling. He always said that. Uh-huh. He never said like, nah, that was my picture or tried to lie about it. He's just like, I didn't. He basically tried to clean it up and say, like, I never said that it was my photo. I just said, this is how I'm feeling. This is what I'm doing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That was funny to me. I was like, how nice of him to admit <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, one to his roundings. Like, I have nothing to say, but real play is fuck up. <laughs> 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 but yeah. And I think he's, I didn't watch the whole thing. I just saw a clip of it, but he said something about maybe doing a TV show where no, they they're, bust. De- they're definitely doing a TV show. Sorry, uh, in the works. I think he said they start filming like next month. Or well, good for him. I'm glad that that worked out for him because that was really awkward. Yeah. Well, time and eliminated. For real. All right, so John uh, just turned thirty, y'all. <laughs> Happy birthday to him. He's trying to put me out there. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's your thirtieth birthday roll around? We have a big special episode for that. Whatever, but um, I think he had a good thirtieth birthday. I um. Took him to the Porsche driving experience after uh, dabbling in a couple's massage. So that couple's massage was a little bit for me, a little bit for him. <laughs> right. I had told her not to worry about the massage and she just pushed forward with it anyway. I had to do something for myself. Sorry. I had to give, give myself a little something. So I'm happy birthday to John and me. Oh, right. <laughs> being my husband. You know, we are one, right? All right. Um, yeah, it was a good birthday. 30 is one of those birthdays that, I don't know, I guess it's bittersweet. And so going into it, you know, the days leading up to it, even that morning, like, I don't know how this day is going to go. Mm-hmm. Am I going to feel like I'm old? You know, am I going to be excited to be 30? I don't know what's going to happen here. You know, but I can definitely say that it was a good birthday. One of the best I've had. Um, it was really relaxed. You know, I wasn't pressured to do anything. I didn't have any, like, parties and stuff planned, so to speak. So um, it was cool. I remember waking up feeling good. Um, it was a nice day out, which is great because my birthday is at the end of March and you can never tell, you know, I remember growing up, I always wanted to wear shorts on my birthday. Like it's like springtime, it's getting warm. You know, my parents were like, uh, no, it's 50 degrees outside. It's 40 something degrees outside. <laughs> yeah. I mean, considering how crazy this dumb Atlanta weather has been, you did get lucky. Yeah. I mean, got. but I, I grew up like that and just never knowing if my birthday was going to be hot or cold, Yeah. You know? But it was a good day. It was a nice day out. So first thing on my mind, I was like, you know, I don't have nothing planned right now. Was this after we got the massages, I guess? Yeah. We yeah. got the massages early that morning. Yeah. So we came home. We had a little time in between going to do the Porsche driving experience before we had to go do that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to take the bike out. You know, so I went in, crumped my motorcycle up. Oh, so you, you took the bike first before the massages, but whatever. Oh, did I? Go ahead. Okay, yeah, because yeah. you went and got a haircut. That's what it was. Yeah, I had to go get a haircut so I wouldn't be looking crazy on my birthday. Yeah, but I went outside and I was like, you know what? I'm going to take the bike today because it's nice out. And for those of you who don't know, I have not been riding my motorcycle because, like she said, the weather's been crazy. And so the battery's been dying on me because I don't have a battery tender on it, which I should get, but that's another story. And so a lot of times I have to jump it off because I've never riding it or whatever. And so I probably hadn't crunk it up in like, I don't know, a month, month and a half maybe. It had been a while. And so I was like, it's my birthday. This has got to work, right? You know, everything's got to be going great for me today. It's my mm-hmm. birthday. And sure enough, I got on it and it fired right up. And I was so surprised. And I think that's just like starting my birthday off to, good like, start. yeah, just good start. It's like, oh yeah, everything's kind of falling in line today. 
And just recently to prove that that day was special, it is now, what's today's date, the 14th? It's the 15th. Well, the 15th. this will air on the 17th. <laughs> okay, but today's the 15th, and so that's only two weeks from my birthday. Yeah. So I went out and tried to crank the bike up today. No go. <laughs> so I know it was just special for my birthday. You yeah. Know what I'm saying? But anyway, aside from that, we did a Porsche driving experience. Those of you who know me know I'm super into cars, and so that was big for me. That was a lot of fun. I'd love to go back. It's pretty expensive, so I don't know when I'll be able to go back, but um, it was a lot of fun, and I, I would like to do it again. Maybe get Dasha out on that track. Mm, <laughs> maybe not. I liked watching. <laughs> but outside of that... So what's it like um, being 30? 30 is like a threshold for a lot of people. People feel 30 is supposed to be something... I don't know, like special, like you're supposed to have your career, you're supposed to have your family. Thir- I don't know, like, well, do you? What do you feel? I don't. Um, I tend not to put those kind of <clears throat> barriers on myself as far as like where I should be and what I should be doing. You know, I have goals like everybody else, but I'm definitely not saying, all right, by thirty, I need to be here, there, and doing this and that. You know, I mean, like thirty um, is just like a threshold. Like people, I remember yeah, I being. I was just gonna say, I remember being like. Going out to clubs and stuff and being like, "Well, is this is a is this a over thirty joint or a under thirty? Like thirty is that point, you know?" I've already been comfortable going to spots where the crowd was over thirty. Most of my friends are older than me. There's only of my close friends. There's only what two of them that are younger than me. Yeah, you know, um, so that's not that odd for me, you know. But as far as just being thirty, I, it did make me reflect. I mean, still to this day. I reflect kind of on what I do, what I'm doing, and where I am. Mm-hmm. You know, but I mean, all in all, I'm happy. You know, I don't, I don't have a lot of regrets as far as you know things I should have done or where I should be. As far as that, you know, I'm, I'm happy with the progression that I'm making. Mm-hmm. Um, you and I have done a lot in the last few years, um, or in the years that we've known each other. Um, so I'm happy about that. So I, I don't feel like I should be further along. You know, all that, although there are you know millionaire, billionaire, thirty year olds. You know, I don't feel any pressure out. Yeah. But um, the other thing I was going to say is, later on that day, this may be why. I mean, I had a lot going on. It seemed like I had a lot going on on my birthday mm-hmm. without even really trying. Um, a friend of mine, one of the guys who was in my wedding, got married. And his bachelor party slash birthday party was that night, my birthday. His birthday is the day after mine. And we never celebrate together. It's funny because we work together and we're always like, what you doing for the birthday, boy? Ah, right, yeah, we're going to link up. And we never do because we always got our own things going on. Mm-hmm. But um, I... Definitely decided that my birthday night would be better spent going out to support him because that's what's supposed to be a once in a lifetime event. And, you know, we gonna have birthdays every year. So I, I can have my own thing next year, the year after that, the year after that, you know, but he only gonna get married once, hopefully. Yeah, right. <laughs> so that's, that's the plan. The plan. Yeah. So I, I felt like um, going out for him was a better, you know, better way to spend my time. And actually all my friends, because they met each other, you know, through our wedding, um, they actually came along too. Right. You know, and just about all of them tagged along and we all put in on the section and, you know, we had a good night. So sections at the club, huh? Sections at the club. That was not my idea. Yeah. You know? <laughs> uh, when my boy presented it to me, it's one of those things where, you know, like, when somebody's your friend and they want to do something, sometimes it's just like, yeah, I'm there, you know, yeah. for the occasion, for whatever it is. Even if you don't necessarily agree with it or, you know, it's not your thing. You're like, this is my friend. This is what they want to do. So this is what we're going to do. You know, like I said, this was kind of a double occasion. It was a birthday. It was a bachelor party. And, you know, he did so much, um, you know, being a part of my wedding or our wedding. 
he was like, when he said, yeah, we're trying to get a section. I'm trying to see, you know, who might be interested on putting in on it. You know, I was like, yeah, let me know how much it is. I knew I was doing it, <laughs> regardless of whether my friends were going to tag along or not. So y'all got like, what was it, two bottles, you said? And it wasn't even like, it was like the 750 milliliter. Yeah, that's what it'd be at the club. I don't know. Y'all should have thought they'd be giving you gallons or something. I, was, <laughs> I, I didn't realize sections were such a big rip-off until me and John were oh, talking about yeah, it. yeah, the biggest rip-off. And you know, it used to be, they would charge you for a section. At least this is what I remember when I was younger. They would charge you for a section. And after you pay for the section, then you could also buy bottles, you know, as a separate thing. And it seems like that didn't go over or wasn't going over as well. So now it's like... All right, if you buy a bottle, you get a section. Or if you buy two bottles, you get a section. Or vice versa. You buy a section and we get you two bottles. You know, but the thing is, this section that we were in, I think it was a $600 section mm-hmm. at this particular club, right? Or lounge, quote unquote, as they like to call it. Yeah. It's a club. <laughs> there are seats, but it's a club. Well, what's the difference between a club and a lounge, you know? Well, I, I always thought that lounges were more laid back. You know, and they more... Um, when I think of lounge, I think of somewhere to sit. Yeah, well, that's what I was about to say. I think that they more promote being able to relax and sit. Okay. But have a dance floor. So if you want to dance, you can get up and dance. Yeah, that's what I Versus think Versus clubs having fewer seats and being more about the dance floor and mingling or whatever. Gotcha. In my opinion. Anyway, $600 section, right? So we were, we were only putting in like $30 a piece. And I'm sure there were guys, like maybe his best man or him or whoever, that were putting in more money, you know, just to make it work. But in theory... If everybody only gave $30 a piece, mm-hmm. that's 20 people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so now he's my 20 people in two bottles. <laughs> and it's like, where is my money going? Right. Yeah. <laughs> For $30 a piece, y'all could have got your own bottle. Well, maybe not your own bottle of Hennessy. But, not Hennessy, but two people at least could have got one bottle of Hennessy. A big bottle. Talking to 20, 20 people, that would have been 10 bottles of Hennessy. <laughs> Yeah, but I don't know. I guess Dasha didn't realize that bottles are marked up like 500%. No. Uh, <laughs> I'm sitting here You're the only like, person who didn't know that. Why are we not going into the club business? I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, um, but I knew that going in, and it's funny because I didn't, I don't even think I sat down the whole time I was there. But like I said, it wasn't about that. There weren't 20 people, so it wasn't that crazy. Yeah. Um, I think everybody who put in at least got to get a drink or two out yeah. of the bottles or whatever. Yeah. For me, it was like, it was my birthday, so. I didn't have to worry about the bottles that were in the section because everybody was buying me drinks. <laughs> you know, and that was not a part of my plan. I had, Dasha made me get a hotel down there not far from the club because she did not want me or anybody else being forced to drive that we had been out partying and drinking. Mm-hmm. So my idea was, all right, we go get a bottle. My friends meet me at the room. We have some fun there. The hotel was within walking distance. So we walked to the club and... I can just have my drinks at the hotel, maybe give me one just to carry me through at the bar, you know, or the club, not to spend too much money. But it did not go like that. You know, with it being my birthday, there was no way to avoid my friends just handing me drinks. Yeah. You know, so like as soon as we got there, my best friend was like, all right, so uh, you ready to hit the bar? <laughs> <laughs> like, I guess. And we happened to know a bartender. So, it's always you know, a win. Right. So the wedding, we attended the wedding too, and um, that was interesting because this is our first time, me and John, attending a wedding together, one, attending a wedding as husband and wife, two, and attending a wedding after we had our own wedding. Yep, it was. <laughs> All of that. So since it is about to be wedding season a little bit, I did- When is wedding season? I was going to ask you that. Wedding season is technically like spring through fall. Mm. is when most people tend to get married because the weather is nice yeah okay Um, 
I mean, now, you know, modern weddings, people do it whenever they want to now. And when it's uh, cost effective. Yeah, when it's <laughs> cost effective. But that was, that's what you would call wedding season, really. Gotcha. I did do a survey. Thanks to everyone who uh, filled out the survey. So I did want to talk a little bit about wedding season. And I want to give y'all just a little information <laughs> about wedding. I just waiting to see where this is going to go. <laughs> <laughs> Get ready for bitter, bitter uh, bride to be. Come back out, bride to be. <laughs> I mean, I'm saying you're gonna channel your bride to be. Oh, oh, uh, oh, oh, so, oh. Yeah. <laughs> no. Let me just. I just have a couple of things. All right, weddings, right? So number one. Yes, people are going to get married on days that are not Saturdays because it's cheaper. When I was telling people, y'all, I got to leave work early or I got this going on, I got that going on because I'm going to a wedding. It was a Friday. I got comments like, who gets married on a Friday? Even when me and John were getting married, who gets married on a Sunday? People who don't have an arm and a leg to spend. Right. On a wedding. <laughs> and, I mean, us and even them, I mean, still kind of spend an arm and a leg, yeah. even without getting married on a Saturday. Right. So, you can imagine how much more expensive it would have been. You can literally save thousands of dollars. Like, that's not an uh, exaggeration. No. So, that is why. All right. So, stop asking questions like that. Don't ask a bride why she's getting married on a day that's not a Saturday. It's a dumb question. <laughs> um, I'm trying to hold it back. <laughs> um, I'm so glad as a husband or as the groom you don't have to go through all this <laughs> you know what nobody ever asked you nope oh, okay. if they did I was just told them it's cheaper yeah. in the discussion weddings are expensive y'all and I also think that because weddings are expensive as a guest you know just be there be with the bride and groom Stay as long as you can. Enjoy, have a good time. Dance if you're if you if you're not too embarrassed to dance. You know, just be part of it. Their wedding was outside, and it started to rain. And some of the people like left the ceremony to go protect themselves from the rain. Yeah, was, I thought that was crazy. I was like, wait, I don't know what I'm supposed to do in this situation, but I definitely didn't feel like I should leave. You know? Yeah, I'm like, if you if you just feel like you that cute. Right. <laughs> you can't get wet or rained on at your friend's wedding. That's that's crazy to me. That's a little bad, y'all. That's a little bad. I didn't have an umbrella, but I was almost like, I don't know. Should you go stand with an umbrella over the bride? Is that too much? I don't know. That's too much. That's too much. That's definitely too much. Okay. Is that I mean, someone else's job or like? I don't think that's anybody's job. I mean, then you're talking about being in the pictures like that. And right. All that. So I, that's that's not like. Extra. Yeah, I think that's it's definitely. I don't know. I was thinking it though, like, oh, I'm sure, like. I think you thug it out. Like, the, that's in my opinion. Oh, okay. you, you know, that's like, you know, that's a risk yeah. when you have a wedding outdoors. Um, so if you're in the ceremony and if you're in the thick of it, I think you just thug it out, to be honest. Okay. Um, if you're at, if you're really early on or something, maybe you could shift it if it's really bad, you know, thundering and just pouring down. Right. But rain, like what we were in. Oh, yeah, no, it wasn't yeah, raining, no. raining. It was just kind of, it would start and stop, start and yeah, stop. Was, but like rain like that, weddings, the ceremony usually doesn't actually take that long. Um, we make them longer by doing all the stuff like the sand ceremonies and different things like that. Yeah. Um, but a wedding ceremony really don't take that long. So get in, get out, you know, and I think you just, you just, you know, work through it. Right. So I did in my survey, I did ask like on average what people spent for their wedding because 
if you're thinking about going into wedding planning or if you're going to be like a bride or a groom, I mean, um, a bridesmaid or a groomsman in a wedding, I thought it was maybe like good information to put out there just to know like you're not alone in what you spent and where the average is. I think the average wedding in Atlanta is supposed to be like $30,000 supposedly. But most people who took my survey said they spent between um, 10 and 25. I know John, I was asking him like, what advice would you give somebody who's going into wedding planning and his advice would start small? Most definitely, yeah. Because I think it's going to grow no matter what you do. I think it's going to grow, you know. So I would say that, you know, start as small as you can. I even, looking back on hours, I'm like, you know, maybe we should have, like, just, you know, got the hatchet out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and really start cutting people off as far as how many people we was letting our parents invite. The guest list, and all yeah. That. Yeah, like, it would have been fine to be smaller. It was great in the size that it was, but it would have been fine, I think, for it to have been smaller. Yeah. And more cost effective. He says that, but I'm still like, eh, we had a hard enough time cutting our guest list to what it was, you know? And so we, what made me think about that was like, when we went to um, the wedding we just went to, I'm thinking about us being there, you know, and everybody else that's there, and I'm wondering like, you know, how close are we, sure enough we're friends, but how close are we to this couple that we should be here thinking about all the people that may not have been at theirs, mm-hmm. you know? And that's why I was saying, like, we probably we probably could have cut it smaller, you know what I'm saying? They probably didn't have to have us there, you know, in all honesty. But that's what makes me think, like... It could have been smaller. Yeah, I mean, even family members. Because, I mean, we, we both know. I mean, there were people at our wedding who we hadn't seen in forever. Yeah. You know, it, it's just, I don't know, it's just one of those things. Yeah. Start um, small. <laughs> start small. And, but with that, though, like, even with our wedding, we tried to cut, like, children. Not tried to. We did cut children. Like, we didn't allow any kids under the age, under a certain age. And we still had a guest list. of. Uh, I think we sent out invitations to 201 people. And mm-hmm. um, that was without kids. That was without inviting plus ones. Like, we didn't want people to bring, you know... Like dates, like don't go looking for a date to bring to our wedding just to have someone there with you, right? Type things, and um, I think the couple that we went with, uh, the wedding that we went to, I think they did the same thing. I don't know about the plus ones, but I know they said they didn't invite children or whatever. But on average, you could expect to spend about a hundred dollars per person. That's going that's going to be there on average. That's just a good like go by if you just have no idea, right? Yeah. A lot of people did like honeymoon registries or different type of registries instead of like the average store. So those are cool. And instead of asking for like just money, like how do you feel about that? Um, you know, I'm feeling feelings. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I probably wouldn't ask for. I probably wouldn't directly ask for money. Right. But I think it's kind of. I think that's one of those things that kind of goes without saying. Like people are gonna bring money mm-hmm. to a um to a wedding. So you don't have to ask people. Right. Now you gotta ask, hey, um, if you could bring us some money. <laughs> I think it should be understood anyway. I understand why people send out stuff because, you know, everybody always says, hey, where's your registry? Mm-hmm. You know, all that kind of stuff. Because I think even when we sent out our invitations and save the dates, we actually didn't put where we registered. No, our... not on our save the date, no. It wasn't on the invitation either, was it? No, it wasn't on the invitation yeah. either, no. And so we got a lot of those questions. Mm-hmm. Even without putting, like, you know, if you want to get us something, get it from here. Yeah. And, you know, people always say, you know, your presence is the best gift. And I agree with that. I don't think that anybody should necessarily feel 
pressure, and I don't think you should necessarily invite people just because they're going to bring a gift, but why are you looking like that? Your presence is the best gift. However, the bride and groom do have to go through a lot to get you there. And, you I'm know, not trying to tell nobody don't bring a gift. Okay, I'm saying <laughs> don't. Let's not put that advice out there because I don't no, think no, that's... No, no, no. I think you, I think you should most definitely um, if bring, you, bring something. I think if you can. Yeah. If you really, like, I had family that came from Illinois. They came, you know, they traveled. They had to drive down here, get hotels and all that stuff. I would not expect them to do all that and also bring a gift. I think that's... I just know, like, even for our wedding, going into it, you know, even listening to my parents and people saying, oh, you you probably don't have this much money or that much money when y'all get married. People gonna bring all kinds of money and this and that. You know, I really went into it expecting nothing. Mm-hmm. Expecting the least. Mm-hmm. You know, so that any money that we got, and we did get a, a lot of money that we were able to use um, on our honeymoons, where we pretty much didn't have to come out of pocket while mm-hmm. spending on our honeymoon and stuff. Um, but that's not true. For the most part, we came out of pocket. But the majority of it was not out of pocket. Expenses while we were there, majority of those expenses were not out of pocket. Anyway, <laughs> I'm not trying to tell anybody don't bring a gift. Um, I agree, like what Dasha said, if you can't, then you can't. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think you should you should not go to a wedding because you can't bring a gift. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I, I also think that just letting somebody know, like, well wishes. Yeah, well, like a card. You can right. hand, you can like make, we got, we had some handmade gifts. I mean, we, you don't have to make it. I'm just saying, I mean, it's a card. Whatever, you can make a card. Anyway. I suppose. Those are my thoughts. <laughs> if, you, if somebody made a card for Dasha, she'd be looking at it like they couldn't even buy a two dollar card out the store. No, <laughs> that is not true. We have handmade gifts that we have one hanging on our wall. That was handmade. Yeah. Well, I think she made it. I don't, I don't think know. that was handmade. Well, Dasha, let me know what she's talking about. <laughs> anyway, let me tell my story. Right. All right. All I'm saying is, <clears throat> I don't think that you should be too hyped up for the gifts that you're going to receive. Just like for any other occasion, you know, having a baby or whatever the case may be. Don't rely on, you know, people giving you stuff. That's all I'm saying. True. But there's other options out there, like John was saying. If you don't if you don't feel comfortable just asking for cash because people are already going to bring cash, whatever. You could do honeymoon registries. You could do house down payment registries or, you know, and people are still doing the Target, Amazon, Macy's. I know me personally, I love gift registries. Tell me exactly what you want. I mean, we've talked about my mm-hmm. gift giving. I will get you exactly what you want. Just let me know what you need. And right. It's yours. <laughs> so we were just talking about attendance and getting starting small. People told me when we were wedding planning that you can expect about 25% of your guest list not to show. I didn't really believe it. So I did over, I did plan for more people to come that actually came. But on average... Um, I put that question in the survey, how many people actually attended, what percentage, and most of the respondents said 75 to 80% actually attended, so keep that in mind when wedding planning, that not everybody is going to show up. Some people might have to work, stuff they tow, whatever. Also, um, with that 75%, if you're not good at math, then get somebody who is good at math. Was that a shot? So what? <laughs> I feel shots. 
coming on I mean, a hit my dog, life right now. A hit dog will holler. You know, that's what they say. <laughs> All I'm saying is, if you're not good at math, then get somebody who is good at math to figure out what that 75% of your number is. Well, if you're not good at math and your fiance is good at math, then maybe he should be part of the wedding planning process. He was, and he told you how many people were going to show up, and you wouldn't believe it. <laughs> you kept pushing the number up. Even the week of our wedding, you just kept pushing it up. Are you finished, or are you done? Uh, I think I'm, I'm, I'm both. I'm finished, and I'm done. <laughs> All right. Get somebody who's good at math. Whatever. <laughs> uninvited guests. So, we were very strict on our uninvited guest policy. That turned out to work out for us, I guess. We didn't have... We had one, but um, I don't know what happened to her. She didn't stay. I don't know why. I have no idea. She could have stayed because we had less than... <laughs> we had plenty of room on the list. We had, we uh, had thanks two... Thanks to somebody's bad man. We had two completely empty tables at our way. Thanks to somebody's bad man. One person said like 15 or more people uninvited showed up. Uh, one person said 10. So, you know... Plan accordingly. Yeah, I only have one. But that's on you, I think. I think if you, you're strict, you should have that kind of cushion. I mean, we had cushion for that. Yeah. Really. There could have been more uninvited guests. There could yeah. have been way more. Oh, there could have been. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And they would have had a place to be a sit. Yeah. <laughs> advice asked people, you know, what advice would you give if you were coming on our podcast? What would you tell someone who is planning a wedding? And they said, uh, pray, don't give up. Always communicate with your spouse, bridal party, and parents, especially if they're helping to fund the wedding. Stay within your budget. That's a good one. I'm going to go ahead and tell you it's not going to happen unless you're just really good at that stuff. That's why I said start small. That's part of the reason. Yeah. Create your own website for the wedding if you're doing that. Not everybody does that. Um, it's easy to do it yourself for free or at a low cost. Don't spend over it. These are all. Is this uh, this sounds like your list. <laughs> no, this is not. This is not me. I don't know who wrote this. I just answer her own surveys. <laughs> Read up all her answers. No, that absolutely not. Um, let me see. Plan early. Don't wait for the last minute. I don't know how I feel about that one. Plan early. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think that you shouldn't wait for the last minute. But I thought we did a lot of stuff too early. We were even having a conversation at work the other day about. Um, tuxedos because of my friend's wedding mm-hmm. and because they ended up going to the same place we did to get tuxedos and they cost about the same mm-hmm. and originally we both had wanted to just find some suits yeah you know some nice decent looking suits that we could buy um and wear and that way yeah that way everybody could keep it and you know they'd have another suit in their closet versus a tuxedo they only want to have for a day right renting but, a tuxedo right that's gonna cost you know more than you probably could buy that suit from anyway I don't know what his situation was, but I know with me, I was feeling pressure from multiple angles as far as when I was going to do it, when I was going to have us get the suits or let them know how much it was going to cost and all that kind of stuff. And so I finally, you know, grabbed my best man and my dad and went down to the tuxedo shop and we picked out some tuxedos because I was tired of like the pressure mm-hmm. or whatever. But after doing it, I realized that I had so much more time to um, have decided on that. I shouldn't have felt that pressure then. Yeah, I agree. But I think everything that we did was, she's agreeing, but she was part of the pressure. I, I did um, not pressure you to go get your tuxedo yes, you in the middle of uh, yes, whatever. How? 
You was your idea to go to the tuxedo place. You were one of the people who kept asking, when was I going to do it? Have I let them know? Look, Have I found the tuxedo? Look at Have suits and stuff. Suit? Have you looked at stuff? Have you looked? I said I had you looked. I did not pressure you to go to the tuxedo place. No, you did not say Because I'm all for reusing stuff. Well, I, I know, definitely... but you did not. I know, I know. I didn't say you pressured me to go to the tuxedo place. But you were pressuring me on, like you said, have you found this? Have you let them know that? Did you know this? Have you looked at that? Because knowing you, if you were still going to go with the suit plan, you wouldn't have started looking until like six months before the wedding. Yes. And it, knowing that you got other people who need true. to save their money and pay and do whatever, I was just trying to make sure that everybody had enough time. I had already looked. Okay. I had already been looking. Okay. So I pressured you. Not true. Okay. I was, you were one of the people. <laughs> I, me and John are gonna um, put our boxing gloves on later. They won't be on and, long and talk, <laughs> and talk this out. Anyway, um, so that's why I say, yeah, you should do things in a timely manner, but do not rush. Is what I would say. Dasha got a little bit of that too. She had moments where she was unsure if she had picked the right thing or hired the right person and stuff like that. Yeah. So and that was because she did things early, early, on. too yeah. early. Yeah. One woman said, <clears throat> or one former bride said, read the book, Broke Ass Brides Wedding Guide. I have not read this book. This was her recommendation. Even if money isn't an issue, it's a helpful tool to guide you in the right direction of prioritizing what you really want versus uh, what you really want and need versus what you may feel pressured to do and are unsure of. That sounds like really good advice. I don't know what's in that book, but I know we did a couple of things, I think, that I felt like we were doing just... For the sake of doing, because we thought we were supposed to, and we didn't have to. So, like, um, like walking around and greeting the guests and stuff. Mm, oh yeah, I definitely that. would advise against that. Yeah, um, at the wedding that we went to, they actually didn't do that. But what what we noticed was that people were going to the dance floor to like take pictures with them, or you know, like greet them or whatever. That's was saying we, but that was that was her idea. It was my idea, and. <laughs> Listen, I it's fine. I mean, we greeted everyone, but I, I do think it took away from us enjoying the party. And yeah. One of Dasha's big things going into this is that she wanted. I to, wanted a party. She wanted a party. Yeah. And we ended up missing it by trying to do too much. <laughs> yeah. The photo booth too. I think if the photo booth had been inside the ceremony and reception room, yeah. I think that would have made a difference too. I don't think it would make a big difference. Well, whatever. Talk about budget first before you do anything. If family members want to help, make sure they know their responsibilities, especially if it includes money. I think in the black community, I don't know if that's just us or other people, but I think we have a really hard time talking about money. And uh, probably everybody. Yeah. We should stop that. I mean, talk to your friends. If you know somebody who's been married before, I, I, don't know. I think if people opened up more about conversations regarding money, I think a lot of people's lives could be a lot easier and you could get further. You know, so. just my opinion. Um, my advice: relax, just relax. It's one day, you know what I'm saying. As long as you get good pictures and good memories out the deal, that's all you need. I also surveyed the brides and the grooms. I wanted to know, you know, for someone who's never been in a wedding before, like, what kind of advice should they be getting too? You know, because I think. A lot of times when we get asked to be a bridesmaid, did I say brides and grooms? I meant to say bridesmaids and groomsmen. Yes, you said brides and grooms. Sorry. I think a lot of times when we're asked to be part of these events, 
of course, we want to say, yes, you know, it's a special moment. We want to be part of it. But I don't think we really think about the realness that comes with it, the money and the time. Mm -hmm. So um, advice that was given for bridesmaids and groomsmen were listen to the bride when she wants you to get your dress and shoes on time. And be there to listen. That was not just. That was not me. I'm sure that was your answer. That was not me. Listen to the bride when she wants you to get your dress and shoes on time and be there to listen to them. Example, checking to see if they're good and if you can help with anything. So checking in with your brides and your grooms um, will definitely help them out. Asking if there's anything you can do to help. Because that is your role is to be a help to them, not just, you know, attending. And um, It's okay to share your opinion, but remember, it's not your day. Know what you're agreeing to. If you know or you're experiencing any type of financial hardship or if you feel like you just don't want to be involved, <laughs> say so in the beginning. <laughs> I don't know if this person should have been in the way. <laughs> but, uh. Do not be the shit starter of the bridal party. Only give your opinion if it's asked for. If the bride asks you to do something, do the best of your availability. Your main goal is to be supportive. Be flexible. Be prepared to spend some money. Budget for travel, events, and gifts. Try to get an idea of how much it will cost at the beginning and be prepared. Understand that it's okay if you can't attend every event, especially if you don't live in the same city. I would say talk talk with your bride about that if you can't attend everything. You know, I don't know. Every bride has different rules on attendance. So that should just be a conversation with them. A lot of people talked about money. So on average, bridesmaids and groomsmen could spend about like $600. That was the average. Six was the average? Yeah. Four to 600 I don't think my groomsmen spent nearly that much. But that was for everything, you know. Bachelor parties, bachelorette parties. I think I did have more bridesmaids answers. I think I only had one groomsman answer. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was probably below the average. Attire, hair, makeup. Bridesmaids definitely spend and more. Think, and I guess I'm just thinking, like, I'm not counting, like, our top golf outing and that. Should I be counting that? No, yeah, not for, no. Because that's, like, food, right? No. But, um, but yeah, I, don't, I think they might have spent, like, four, maybe. Yeah. I mean, tuxes were expensive. That was over half of that. I think bri- bridesmaids tend to do more for for group for, for guys when it comes to bachelor parties and stuff. Y'all could just get some strippers or go to the strip club and call it a, a night. You know what I'm saying? And that's it. And then you and then it's over. I mean, y'all can do that. Y'all just choose not we to. We just don't. <laughs> I said we just we just don't. We do more. It's a weekend thing. Um, it's just a lot more activities involved, so I think that's why women tend to spend more. And we got to do hair, makeup, and all that stuff, too. Right. So y'all just get your haircuts, which you're already getting, you know. Mm-hmm. That was our little piece on weddings. Hopefully it helped somebody. I don't know if it did. <laughs> yeah. But, no, no, it's not all. Uh, I mean, some of that stuff was kind of dark, you know, like, don't do, this, <laughs> don't do that, don't do this, don't do that, you know. But, I mean, wedding, weddings are, it's really a beautiful thing. The one thing about us going... Or this being the first wedding that we went to after we got married is that to see all the love in that room yeah. was like big for me. You know, it made me feel good to see that, you know, they had that many people there to back them and support them. And I had the same thing, but it's a little different 
when you're in the middle of it. Being on the outside looking in allowed me to really see it and feel it more. Definitely. Which is, which is weird. But, um, it was a lot more fun, definitely, being on the other side. Yeah. Like, just watching them and watching them interact all night and seeing the, the exchanging of the vowels and the... This is all, everything, and it, it was a lot of fun, for yeah, sure. But I definitely, it was, it was, it was beautiful. I, I hadn't felt like that, you know, about a situation, maybe ever. You yeah. Know? But that, that made me happy alone, just, you know, seeing all the love in the room and, you know, seeing a family come together like that. Mm-hmm. And we even said we we wanted to start doing something. Don't hold us to it. <laughs> oh, but <laughs> I don't know what this is. But after being at that wedding, like, I was really excited. I don't know. Weddings seem to do this to me. Maybe that's, like, why women like going to weddings so much. But the wedding that I helped out in in October and then this wedding, I came home just feeling like, oh, love is great. I'm in love. They're in love. Love, 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 love. And um, just in a better mood and just, like, lifted spiritually in regards to relationships. Whatever um, it is you're about to say, we're not doing it. I want to. <laughs> what do you think I'm going to say? I know what you're going to say. I know what you're going to say. Go ahead. Why are we not going to do it? Because we ain't got it like that. Okay. I want to celebrate anniversaries. So if we're part of your wedding in any way, in the wedding, invited to the wedding, I want to make it a point to try to celebrate your anniversary every year. It doesn't even have to be a big thing. What does that mean? Like that's like that's almost like taking somebody's anniversary away. No, like sending them a gift or something. Okay, you said that's different from celebrate. You said you want to celebrate. To me, that sending a gift and celebrating are two different things. No, you are celebrating by sending a gift. No. Uh, what's the definition of celebrate? All right, let's look it up. Because <laughs> <laughs> to me, that's two different things. <laughs> Saying I want to celebrate the anniversary is like I want to talk to them, be with them. No, them. absolutely not. Well, that's what it sounds like. No, me. if it... It's just a card, just because you never know what people are going through, you know. Celebrate means to acknowledge a significant or happy day or event with a social gathering. Oh, or oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you was reading that real confident. <laughs> Celebrate means to acknowledge. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's two for J5. So, <laughs> I don't want to celebrate your anniversary. <laughs> right. I just want to send you a small something. It could be, I don't know, whatever you need, whatever is going to keep the love going. I just want to be part of that. That's going to be sending sex toys out. It might be a sex toy. It might be some lingerie. It might be some erotic candles or something. I don't wait, know. Wait, we're not, don't worry about it, y'all. We're not sending y'all now. <laughs> we're going to say happy anniversary when we see you or talk to you, you know, that week or a week after. You know, that's about it. Well... Yeah, I didn't mean to make weddings and wedding planning sound so dark. I just, you know. Yeah, we know. I was just, I just, it, was, it wasn't really you. It was reading the survey. Most of people's advice was like, don't. Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just be in a good mood and just be supportive, I guess. I, don't know. I think that wraps up wedding. Yeah, it does. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so one of the other things that we were going to talk about, I think, was you had read an old journal insert recently. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I keep a journal now and I, now you've always kept a journal. Well, I did when I was younger and then I started again after we got married. What? No, you had one before we got married. All right, go ahead. Anyway. She only writes in her journal when there's something wrong with me. Y'all. 
<laughs> Whatever. <laughs> it's true. She deny it. <laughs> anyway, so I keep a journal, right? And I was writing in it recently because I hadn't been in it since the end of last year. So I was looking back. I was like, what was the last thing I was writing about? And I realized that there was a problem between me and John um, around like the end of last year in like December or whatever. And I was like, oh, really? This is interesting. What was it about? Long story short, I had felt like me and John were not connecting. There was something going on where I felt like we were missing each other. And um, I didn't really know what was what it was going on. I had talked about how every time we're together, I'm working on the podcast or doing something for work, or he's wrapping in the car, his motorcycle, or doing something related to cars. We're not really spending a lot of quality time together. When we are together or hanging out, it's with my friends or his friends. It's never like alone time. And so I was, you know, writing down all these little issues mm -hmm. and... And there was, you know, there was a disconnect there. There was something happening. And I was like, wow, that's really interesting that, that I was feeling that way. I don't feel that way anymore. I actually went to my journal this recent time to talk about, you know, all the stuff that we've been doing in the business and, and how it's starting and growing. So I was telling John this. I had to break this news to him. <laughs> <laughs> surprise surprise the day after his awesome birthday <laughs> you know I was ready to leave you just like a couple months ago like, oh, yeah I was reading my journal and I was about to walk out on you <laughs> so we were talking about it and I was trying to figure out like where how did, how did we come back together or where the issues were stemming from and, and it I'm just bringing this up because a lot of times there's outside influences that are going on that we don't even realize are affecting our mental states, or our everyday relationships. A lot of the issues that I was having with John were stemming from things that were going on like externally, like all the people that are, all the guys being accused of sexual harassment on women and mistreating women and women in the Me Too movement and how we're all trying to come up and overcome being seen as these objects and being objectified. And it was just, it was taking a toll on my relationship. Not that John was objectifying me, but I was starting to see him as this evil man that was part of the... <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I, yeah. <laughs> I was even watching the show, um, She's Gotta Have It. Yeah. yeah, and I and I even brought it up that that show was affecting her. She's like, "No, it's not." And I was like, you know, but I've definitely felt like under attack, you know. And that was around the same time I think that I had the misunderstanding with your friend, and it was just like, "Yeah, yep. how am I being perceived as, as this person?" You know what I'm saying? Like I've always been considered to be a nice guy. Yeah, you know, it was like, how do how did I all of a sudden turn into like the enemy, the one that's out to get women or putting women down and all this kind of stuff. And I, I definitely knew, I didn't know about like all the, you know, the accusations about sexual harassment or um, sexual assault. You say you didn't know? I didn't know that that was part of oh. what was like, probably like getting to you. I didn't consciously know it. Right. Yeah. And so I didn't think about that. I didn't put that together, but I knew that you had been watching that show, mm. you know? And so that's why I like tried to blame it on the show. It's like, no, no, it's not that. It's, you know, it's not that. 
I was like, man, well, it's something. <laughs> that I could tell the difference. But aside from that, you know, I was also working night shift at the time. And so we weren't spending as much time together. Like you said, the time we were home together, we were doing two different things. So um, I think that had something to do with it, too. Mm-hmm. So I said all that to say, how do we overcome that? Spending time together. So in John's business, we have been spending, I mentioned previous on the previous episodes how we would spend hours together working on cars up till six in the morning we put a pause on the podcast you know I'm I'm still doing work at home but it's not as much as I used to some things are changing at work so I'm not taking work home as much as I used to be and we're just spending a lot more quality time together and even though we love hanging out with our friends on the weekend I like hanging out with his friends he likes hanging out with mine I think having those isolated weekends where it was just me and him and trying to accomplish a goal together or trying to do something together building the brand and building his business I think has definitely helped like I said what I was feeling in December or what I was telling my journal that I was feeling in December and what I feel right now are completely totally different things so right and so I think the biggest thing to learn from all this, though, um, is even in that moment to try to talk. Because one of the things that we talked about when you did bring it up is that maybe we could have communicated with each other better in that moment. Yeah. Um, and that could have, we maybe could have got to some kind of resolution through that. Mm-hmm. And maybe if we had, a, you know, spoke to each other and communicated what we were feeling more, then it wouldn't have taken us as long to realize, oh, this was the issue and this is how it was fixed. Maybe in the moment we could have realized, well, this is what we need to do to fix it, mm-hmm. you know. But we didn't see it until it was all over. Yeah. You know, because neither one of us were open enough to talk about it. Right. Communication is the key. That's what they say. That is what they say. You know, and they can't, that seems to be like a um, recurring theme, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. for our relationship. What? <laughs> it's like anytime we get off track, yeah, it's um, usually a communication thing. Yeah. You know, either I'm not hearing you or you're not hearing me or both sometimes, you know. So that's one of the things we definitely have to put focus on in our relationship. And I think in any relationship, you know, you got to be able to communicate. Yep. And communicating don't just mean talking. Like, if you're not hearing another person, they're not hearing you, y'all still ain't really communicating just because y'all talking to each other. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? you got to be hearing and listening. Yep. So, just want to share that. And um, I'm surprised my voice has kept up this long. But <laughs> so am I. Uh, any final words? Oh, we didn't do a best and a worst. Best and worst. You want to just talk about best and worst over the this past couple of weeks? The best and worst moments for you? Sure. You got anything to think of? Or? Best and worst over the past couple of weeks? I can uh, think of my best. Okay, okay. My best is definitely going to be the wedding. Like I said, everything that we just said about that, I definitely just felt inspired to, as far as weddings go, to just not be part of a wedding as like a guest like I'm here you invited me I'm just gonna sit here and eat food and whatever like weddings are a celebration of love and the people who have decided to commit the rest of their lives to each other and it was just eye-opening for me to just I just had a total 360 right outlook on weddings and marriages and yeah so so that was best for me for sure all right, you got worse yet? Nope. All right, so my best, <laughs> I'm going to go with my birthday, obviously, because um, we was only like two weeks out from that. My birthday was big for me. 
uh, everybody was super happy. My mom was like super emotional when she called me that morning. And she always, <laughs> she's always making a big deal out of my birthday. She's like, oh, you made me a mommy. You know, all this kind of stuff, whatever. But I mean, she almost like broke down into tears and everything she called me. She was just so happy and so excited to see me make 30. And um, she expressed how proud she was of me and how much she loved me. And she kept reminding me that that was my only birthday in 30 years that she didn't see me on my birthday. <laughs> but um, so my birthday was a big highlight for me like I said everything from motorcycle starting up to going to do the Porsche driving experience hanging out with my friends that night it was just all in all it was a great birthday without putting too much like pressure on myself to do something mm-hmm. so to speak or to make it something so I think that was my best as far as the worst I'm really coming to realize and understand what it is to be a business owner and it's, it's been really eye-opening I mean you hear the stories about the things that business owners have to go to or that go through or the things the boss has to go through. Mm-hmm. But I'm really getting to see it firsthand now. And it's not all bad, but there are times where it is stressful, you know, and I can definitely see how people get stressed out from owning their own business or how people don't have time for their families and how you have to really make an effort to have that time and to do those things when you are a business owner, especially in the early stages. You know, and I can imagine when you get into that position where your business is kind of growing exponentially, that it'll be the same way. Mm -hmm. So I would say the worst is I could go from not having anything to do one moment to the next moment being swamped. I'm talking about in a matter of minutes. Mm -hmm. You know, I can go from having no phone calls to make, nothing, no responsibilities to take care of, to the next hour, I've got to call back four people. I've got to give prices to these people. I've got to answer this question, you know that somebody asked me or I've got to fill out this information with the government or whatever it may be, you know, but I can go from having literally having nothing to do to being swamped. Mm -hmm. And it's like, when it happens, I'm like, Oh my God, you know, like what am I going to do? And then I have to kind of come back down and say, all right, well, look, we're going to check them off the list. You know, we're going to knock them out one by one. And it it works out, you know, but me just getting adjusted to that, I guess has been, it has its ups and downs Mm -hmm. or whatever. But I mean, I think it's going to be all good. Good. The worst for me is going to be getting sick. Yeah, I was going to say that. <laughs> yeah. It started off as a cold, but the cold, I don't know, it hit me so randomly. I came home from work, and I drugged myself, and I went to sleep, and I woke up the next day, and I felt better. I wasn't 100%, but I felt like 85%, and I went through the rest of the week like coasting, and then... I don't know what the heck happened. <laughs> now she calls get aggressive. It's like sometimes <laughs> they just get mad at her and you're like, you know, we're gonna take her vocal cords out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I you don't know. I remember you got sick. I think it was a Thursday that you started feeling sick. It was, was, it was a Monday. It was Monday uh, or I Tuesday. So. I don't think it was that early in the week. Well, okay. you didn't start really acting sick until like Thursday. The day that I came home, you were working on the t-shirts. I don't know. I can't remember. I'm not doubting you. Okay. But I don't think, in my mind, you weren't really, even if you were feeling so, you know, when you're getting sick, you kind of feel it coming on. Yeah. But to me, you weren't really acting like you were sick or actually sick until like that Thursday. Oh, okay. I remember you like, acting like it's Thursday and then Friday, you know, it was like, yeah, you, you are sick. Mm-hmm. Um, and then went to the wedding and it was a lot of yelling because the music was really loud yeah. at the wedding. And the next day, your voice is gone, but I remember thinking it was just because. Temporary. Yeah, because you were yelling and we were talking loud. Because I was too, my voice was a little, you know, uh, on a sore or whatever, mm-hmm. um, but yours never came back. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's been home for like a week now. So. Yeah, so it's just now it's just now almost back. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping like it's been over a week now. If it don't come back, and by next Monday, it's a problem. Yeah. So I might just have to get it 
you can adjust it to this new voice of yours. Whatever. Is it sexy? Do you like it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to start whispering in your ear like this. No, no don't do that. Don't, don't whisper in your ear. No, don't. don't Might catch an ear infection. <laughs> <laughs> you said I have bronchitis in the ear. <laughs> you said they contagious. Yeah. So you start whispering in ears. Yeah. Being sick when you're married is too, because it's like you don't want to give it to the other person, but you don't want to sleep in a whole other room either. But who wants to be sick, you know? Right. <laughs> but I think that about wraps up everything that we've had going on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's been a lot. Well, just to catch up today, you know, hopefully next week we might be able to get another guest back on. For sure. Yeah, we got some things lined up. We're trying to iron out all the details. Yep. Send us your questions, comments, concerns, you know, trippingoverthebroom at gmail.com. Leave us notes on our Facebook or Instagram. And uh, don't forget to rate, guys. Rate, review, subscribe on iTunes and anywhere else. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm Dasha. I'm J5. And we are... Tripping Tripping Over the Broom. Thank you for checking out Tripping Over the Broom. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Tripping Over the Broom and Twitter at T-O-B underscore podcast for more information about upcoming episodes. If you like what you hear, tell your friends. Subscribe, rate, and comment on iTunes and SoundCloud. Any questions you would like us to answer or topics you want to discuss, send an email to trippingoverthebroom at gmail.com. Until next time, it's J5 and Dasha, and we're Tripping Tripping Over the the broom. Broom.